Hello and welcome to another episode of Experience Football with Sanj. One more disappointing season for Paris Saint-Germain. Can Arsenal surprise Liverpool? What can Chelsea expect with new sanctions? Ronaldo with amazing performance against Tottenham and more. We had truly amazing Champions League teams over the last week. Real Madrid managed to win against Paris Saint-Germain. And as you can remember, I was saying that if Real Madrid plays higher pressure and actually if players give their best, they will win. And the whole timers are definitely the one that did everything in their power to win the, that game. Luka Modric and Karim Benzema with amazing performances. And even though Benzema scored three goals, I'm not only talking about that. If you think about it, all those crosses from the first and second half, he won every single one of them. He didn't have enough luck to score from them, but he is positioning next to both Marquinhos and Kimpembe. And we are talking about two very tall and very strong central central defenders. And Benzema still beat the, both of them in those headers. And in the end, he used his chances and he scored three times. Luka Modric, when you think about his both offensive and defensive work, was amazing. Because we know that he, he had a great run when we scored, when he passed the ball to Winnie. And later on, he assisted to Benzema. And that true ball was amazing. It, the ball went through whole defense and defensive midfield players were there, everyone was there and still he managed to find Benzema and Benzema scored there. And this Paris Saint-Germain team doesn't have any leadership because look at them. Marquinhos' captain cannot stay calm and cannot manage to perform at that game and if he, if your captain cannot do that, how can you expect your Nuno Mendish or Hakimi or any other younger player that is playing next to him to be better and to stay calm? You can not do that. And look at it. Messi looked like he didn't even care that they lost. We know that Neymar is awful. Next to that pass that he assisted to Mbappé, he didn't do enough. And we know that he doesn't even care that much about team. He wants to play his football. He wants to get the ball as much pos- as possible. He wants to annoy opponents. He wants to dribble as much as possible. And you cannot do that outside of, of the France. It's the Champions League. You have to play as they did in the first half. Keep the ball. Create enough. And if Paris Saint-Germain actually had some more serious players in their attack, they would finish that game in the first half because they dominated, they had possession, Verratti was amazing, Mbappe was amazing, and to lose that game in the end, it's just awful. I don't know what will happen with Pochettino, if he's going to stay in the team or not, but I don't see him staying in next season. I think they'll go for Zidane or someone else, but Pochettino doesn't have the future in that team. And now you have to think about Mbappe. We know that he didn't actually decide yet to go to Real Madrid. He didn't pre-sign the contract. But you cannot keep the player as he is if the team will perform like that. Because Mbappe is winner. He wants to win everything. He wants trophies. And he cannot do that when he plays next to Neymar and Messi. That both 
of them are not looking good at the moment. But Ancelotti was actually the one that decided that game because his substitutes were amazing. Kamavinga and Rodrigo brought a lot of pace in that game. Kamavinga especially because we know that Cross was injured and he wasn't even supposed to play in that game. But Ancelotti decided to risk it and he started. And it didn't brought much, I would say, honestly. But once Kamavinga came in, he was strong on the ball. The moment was great and all of that was amazing. Paris Saint-Germain, following that game, both Messi and Neymar were really booed in the next game. Neymar scored, Messi was really creative and he created two goals for Paris Saint-Germain, but fans still didn't care. They booed them during the whole game and Mbappe was the only one that got some respect from their fans at the moment. I want to talk about amazing games that we had in the Premier League. Manchester United played against Tottenham. And I know that I was I had talked about a lot of bad things about Ronaldo over the past week, the past few weeks. But in this game, his performance was amazing, and not just scoring those goals, even though the first one was amazing and the third one was great header, and he did score one tap in. But still, he tried so much. He had few more shots, and I don't know if it's about Ronaldo or if that defense from Tottenham is just awful but you gotta give it to him and he and if he ends up being this good in the game against Atletico Madrid he can be the only player that keeps United in the Champions League. Now uh, Rafael Ragnik also changed the midfield. McTominay didn't start the game instead of him Matic played and if Matic was a bit younger and had a bit more strength to play during the whole 90 minutes and to perform consistently every week. I feel that McTominay wouldn't play at all, but you have Matic is quite old and you cannot expect him to play as well as he did against Tottenham. Fred and Matic had a good connection. They didn't lose as many balls and they tried to halt defense as much as possible. United still conceded twice, but I'm gonna say that Maguire was the one that was guilty about that. And what a player. You just cannot keep doing these kind of things. And of course, fans fans are hitting on him even without scoring own goals. And now with doing that, I don't know what future does he actually have in that team. Also, amazing game that we had opportunity to watch was the game between Arsenal and Leicester. Arsenal scored twice and won that game and they completely dominated. Lacazette was, was finally the one, the player that scored after nine games in a row. I feel that that will help him as well. And that header, I cannot keep saying how many times did Leicester concede from headers and set pieces during this season. I don't know if Rodgers is even working with that because it just seems like he is trying to change that midfield and the attack because we have thousands of changes during the season there and defense is just doing the same thing as they did for the whole season. You're playing with two or three center backs and still conceding that many headers. That just cannot keep happening. 
big test for Darsenal is the next game. They are playing against Liverpool, and looking at their form, the only thing they need right now is big is big win. They need to win against teams like Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, or any. Let's say let's even say Tottenham, even though they are not big, but let's say Tottenham, because players need to be more confident. And I just don't see them winning yet against Liverpool. And we know that they started playing with high pressure. Gerrit Xhaka and Martin Odegaard are up there. They are pressing on centre-backs next to Lacazette. And if that doesn't work against Liverpool, you're opening up a lot of space behind you for the counter-attacks. And we know what player, that every single player in Liverpool can run fast and score from the counter-attack. Now, if Arsenal manage to actually press high and steal a lot of balls, can they actually be the one to help Manchester City in the title race? Because City played against Crystal Palace and that, that was game without goals. City had few chances, they hit post a few times, but they didn't have enough luck. And it looks like Manchester City, the, they had the game against Sporting without goals. Now without with Crystal Palace and goals without goals. Now it it looks like Manchester City is missing a scorer in this part of the season. And we know that they actually look like they will be the one that will sign Erling Haaland, and he'll be great. But can they afford to lose one more season in the Champions League? Because you're wasting the brightness years. You're wasting some other players and I don't I don't know. I don't think that Manchester City still can win the Champions League in this season, but we'll see. It depends on the opponents they get. I guess any opponent that plays a bit more open football and do not defend during the whole game will be easier for Manchester City rather than playing against Chelsea who will just defend for the eighty minutes and have few counterattacks because those kind of teams will beat Manchester City. Liverpool played against Brighton and I guess they didn't have any kind of issues in that game. But right now what Liverpool have to think about is Salah contract. Because it doesn't look like he's gonna renew his contract and let's let's be honest, he is a great player. He did bring them Premier League title and Champions League title, but there is no player that can be bigger than a club. And what right now Liverpool has a system and you cannot be in a position where you're gonna give Salah forty, fifty million a season if your average salary is around ten to fifteen million. And if Salah wants those kind that kind of money, I think that he will go to Paris Saint Germain. Because if Mbappe leaves, I think that he will be the replacement for them. And that's that might be one of the reasons why Liverpool get uh, managed to buy Diaz right now in January transfer window because they wanted him to adapt to the team in the second part of the season so he can be the first option once Salah leave in the summer. But I guess we'll have, still see. Maybe Salah agrees to lower salary than he actually is wanting right now, but. All of those things are going to be issue in the summer, I guess, not right now. Chelsea played two games over the last week. They played against Norwich and Newcastle. And even though they won in both of those games, I don't think that they actually deserved to win against Newcastle. 
that was a great pass for Mishashino. And that first touch from Kai Havertz and goal was am- were amazing. But still, I think that Havertz deserved to get red card in the first half in that duel against Burn. And even though he stayed in the game, I think that Chalaba did fold Murphy and that Newcastle didn't get deserves penalty. But I guess the biggest news we have about Chelsea is sanctions. Because right now we know that they are not allowed to sign any new contracts with players. They cannot buy anyone else and they cannot have ticket sales. They cannot sell tickets or anything for the rest of the season. And we know about cuts for the host of, for hosting of the games and stuff like that. About spendings for traveling and stuff, all of those things. And biggest issue, I I guess, is that they cannot sign their players. I they cannot extend their contracts because right now we know that Aspilicueta, Christiansen, Rüdiger, all of them are running out of contracts. And Christiansen did agree with Barcelona to go there, but Chelsea had a wish to sign one more or two more seasons with with Aspilicueta and it doesn't look like that will be possible right now. And I guess Rüdiger, it looks like he will be Manchester United or Newcastle player for the next season because we know that Bayern Munich is not agreeing with his uh, with his salary requirements. But I guess one of the big issues is that there is a rumor that Tuchel is wanted by Manchester United. And I guess Tuchel is happy right now, but if team loses a lot of players and they cannot sign anyone else, does Tuchel have future there? Will will he be willing to manage a team that cannot fight for any title? Because there is no point. So I guess uh, those sanctions are lasting until 31st of May. And we'll see if things changes. We know that there is some offers for from Saudi Arabia to buy Chelsea. But is that <laughs> something that Premier League will be willing to do right now? Because if you're changing one person that is not good and just switching for another one, is that actually solution or is that just covering these current things? This week in the Champions League, we will have the games between Manchester United and Atletico Madrid. And I can see either one of them winning, but I'm going to give a little edge to Atletico Madrid because I feel like they are a stronger team and none of the teams are performing amazing right now. So I guess it will come down to individual performances from the players. Second game is between Benfica and Ajax and that's an amazing game. They Both of the teams are looking well and they are performing, they play interesting football, but I still see Ajax as winner from that duel. On the Wednesday, we will have games between Villarreal and Juventus, and Juventus is stronger on paper, but I just think that Villarreal has huge chances to go further on, and it, just, it will just come down to the Emery and his tactics. If he starts playing defensively, 
they will lose because Villarreal has potential to hold possession and to create a lot of chances from that possession. So if Emery doesn't go in the uh, afraid and then uh, if he doesn't end up being afraid of that game they will go on and the second game is between Chelsea and Lille and I guess Chelsea is the, the team that will go further on because I don't see Lille doing anything even though the game is, will be in France 